It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 607 at 95.5 WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves with Georgia Gardner, along with Ashley Frask of the Weinberg, the girl who's trying to figure out why <laughs> we do things the way we do it with plants. Taking a break from traffic here for Lawn and Garden. Here for Lawn and Garden. Eight years. Eight years we've done this on Saturday Good mornings gosh, together. Ashley. <laughs> I got nothing on you, 25. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I have been looking at things around Atlanta over the last two or three days. And it connects with something we had last Saturday okay. that I thought bore a little explaining because it's so interesting to me of how trees reacted to the cold weather that we had. We had a real sharp drop when it went down to like 23 or 22 or something like that um, a couple of weeks ago. Because I noticed that lots and lots, of just, as I drive around, I noticed more and more and more trees that have all the leaves still on them. They're brown, yeah, but there's leaves are still on them. Right. And I thought about it for a while. I think I have a good explanation of why that happens. They're just like clinging on for dear yeah, life, huh? <laughs> exactly. They say, well, it's cold out here. So what I think went on is that the typically what a leaf does in the fall is they form a little cork, I guess you call it, it's called the abscission layer, is in the stem of each leaf. And when the temperatures fall gradually, like we usually have in fall, not this year. Which yeah, we usually, did not have this usually year. Usually when you have a fall, temperatures gradually uh, d- diminish. And this abscission layer gradually grows, and the leaf turns, if it's green, it turns to a red or orange or yellow, whatever the leaf is going to do. And this year, the abscission layer had just started forming when all of a sudden we had this bang, cold weather. So the leaves really had no way to drop off because the layer that it's supposed to let them crack off and fall down to the ground, it wasn't there. It didn't have a time to form. And so the leaves just got frosted. They got, you know, frozen, they're brown, but they're still on the trees. So I'm noticing it in crepe myrtles, in a lot of Japanese maples, a lot of um, uh, um, oak trees. Yeah, my oak, have, yeah. Have, that's been very that's slow to lose leaves. Two or three more. Oh, 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 well, it breaks my heart. My, it's worthia. You know, paper bush, we talk uh-huh. about paper bush a lot of times. And usually I'll say, and in the fall, they have the most beautiful buttery yellow color of leaves. No. Green, dark green and fall off. Wow. No yellow on it at all. Because, again, I think the same thing. It has an abscission layer that did not form. So the leaves got frozen and the they just stayed green. And then now as the wind comes, they fall off gradually off the Edgeworthia. But I just thought it was very interesting to see how trees react to weather. And this is something we don't often have, this tremendous drop from fall, which we had, what, three weeks of? Yeah, to just maybe. 20 de- <laughs> to 22, 23 degrees out there. So one more thing to know, note, and look and see and do. So it seems that we're not out in our yards quite as frequently yet with the mm. mowers and the blowers yeah. trying to get rid of the leaves because yeah. it's just a... Longer process exactly. spread out over a longer period of time that the leaves are going to fall. My cherry that drops its leaves on the on the uh, driveway, 
My cherry is about halfway defoliated now, and I got the kid coming tomorrow who will blow them all up. Right? All the rain today will take care of what's <laughs> still know, hanging on, right? A lot of them. Do you know why leaves change color, uh, Ashley? No, I wondered if it had something to do with the chlorophyll. That makes the yes, leaves green. Good, good, right? Good, good, good. Yep. So I don't know if the the flow of chlorophyll is maybe stifled to the leaf a little bit or something, and it loses You're it. Very, very close. Okay. In a green leaf, you have chlorophyll, which, as you say, is green, and you have other colors that are in there, too, that are hidden, that are masked by the green of the chlorophyll because so much of it, it just masks it out. So you have carotene and anthocyanin, and there's another one in there. And so the carotene, or the chlorophyll, I mean, when the, when the leaf starts making that abscission layer, the chlorophyll starts going away, so it's drying up, so it's disappearing. And so then the carotene, the orange, the anthocyanin, which is more of a purplish red, they start appearing on the leaf. And depending on the species of tree, it gives you the yellow or the orange or the purple or the whatever you got. On wow. That. So that's what happens. Uh, color. color is formed by the disappearing chlorophyll and the appearance of the other dyes. We just got so short-changed this year as far as leaf color. How many... How many Days we have a fall. You counted them. Yeah, I mean, it really was like maybe 19, 21, yeah. something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Didn't have much of anything. No. Um, let me ask you a question really quick about hickory trees. Yes. Those, if I have the correct tree, bigger, like a, a shape kind of like your eyeball, yeah. bigger leaf, bright, bright yellow, uh, maybe about three weeks ago. Would that be hickory? Could well be. They have a nice yellow color, yeah. And when they, when the, almost like a frond falls off. Yeah. There's like four or five yeah. leaves yeah. on the yeah. one. Okay, so oh, that was hickory. Those all... Nut? You don't see nuts underneath it? No, not oh. not three or four weeks ago, but those all dropped leaves almost at the same time. Yeah. Those just... Whoosh, all done. So maybe their hickories were further ahead in making that abscission layer. Okay. Maybe they were. Thank you. Different things have different different trees, different you know, different plants have different ways of reacting to the weather. It's a wonderful thing. Let's go to the phones. we got people talk, waiting on us on the phones. Who's first in line? Oh, down in Spalding County, in Griffin, Georgia. Who do I know down there? Do you know anybody in Spalding County? Uh, I know her name, but it escapes me. Uh, it starts with <laughs> uh, Nicole. Georgia, Garden. Hey, Nicole. Good morning, Mr. Reed. Miss Nicole. Good morning. Ashley's going to be there every weekend, every every I Saturday hope she morning. We're messing well, with the format. I yeah. am. I am. Anyways, I'm here every weekend. Right. But you just now will hear me instead of me being behind the scenes. We talk right. about, I mean, Nicole, you know this. During the breaks, Ashley and I would have such great conversations about questions that had been on the air. And we thought, you know, that's dumb to, to leave that out when the listeners should be able to hear us talk about why plants do things like this and what the right answer to that question could be and all that kind of stuff. So we decided to change the format. So Ashley we will be heard and we'll have more of a discussion on the air. <clears throat> yeah. She is very passionate, like we are, about plants, and that's a good way to de-stress. You know, we have long weeks, you know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I can get lost out in the yard for three or four or five hours easy. To me, that's therapeutic. And you do. You have to have a natural curiosity to really appreciate what you're doing out there. Yes, yes. Uh, I see, um, I go to uh, South Georgia every uh, every day or every, every other day. Is there any good uh, thing about burning stuff? Because I couldn't see Tifton. I mean, there was just smoke, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I couldn't. It was at night, so I could not see what were they burning. Were they burning the field? And I was telling myself, 
Is there no, any good way besides burning your house? <laughs> there is good things to burning in South Georgia, not in Atlanta, not in Griffin and Spalding County either. The reason they burn in South Georgia is two reasons. One is the pine plantations down there need to burn off all the undergrowth, all the little shrubbery and leaves and things like that underneath the pine trees. And that prevents big fires from coming and burning all the trees down. So they just have these little fires, they control them, and they move very slowly and burn all the little shrubbery and things down. And so that protects the pine plantations by having these controlled burns during the fall. The other thing that they do is sometimes they'll burn off the pastures and sometimes burn off the uh, uh, cotton and, and soybean fields. And that just gets all the foliage and stems and some of the bugs that live in the stems of those plants and kills them. It doesn't do anything for nutrition, doesn't have any, well, a smidge of phosphorus or a smidge of potassium in there. But it doesn't really do anything nutrition-wise for the soil, but it does do something to help control bugs, I guess. So it is controlled burning because I was going to uh, Florida uh, almost every Tallahassee somewhere, and I see the firemen with those little blowtorch and then the fire, and I said, that's a good thing because stuff, I mean, they can poof in the air (laughs) if it's not controlled. But I didn't know. They always have uh, some of those bulldozers out there just in case the fire gets beyond them. And so it's very much a controlled burn. They know what they're doing. They have very... um, very strict rules of when you can do it, what the weather's going to be, what the breeze is going to be, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's done under, under control. Yeah, because if you put too many pine straw around your house, the house going to go on fire. <laughs> you got to be careful. Don't, and, you know, again, I've said it many times, Nicole, don't burn your lawns. I know a lot of people who think that burning their Bermuda lawn in the spring is the right thing to do. It's a great way, as you say, to set your pine straw so on fire. So dangerous. house on fire. We don't want to do that. No. Yeah, especially if the pine straw is too dry. Yeah. We need some fresh pine straw with oil in it. Yeah, and pull it back away from the house a little bit, too, to keep the termites from invading your house as well. Well, uh-huh. let's hear Jason, Jason Byers in there waving at me saying it's time to get out of here. So, Nicole, it is great to talk to you, and we will talk to you next Saturday morning. Enjoy your day. Bye, Ashley. Safe driving, Nicole. Good to hear from you. Same here, bye. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his Lawn and Garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Six twenty-three at ninety-five point five WSB. A quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, periods of rain diminishing thirty percent by this evening. High sixty-five this afternoon, low of forty-two overnight. Tomorrow, mostly to partly sunny. High fifty-six, low thirty-seven. On Sunday, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution investigation unprotected continues part three. In its year-long investigation, the newspaper exposed how Georgia fails to protect senior citizens and how families had no way of really knowing what was going on. So read the story tomorrow's front page and search the exclusive database of senior care facilities right now at AJC.com slash unprotected. Great questions coming up. Actually, we've got Paul is on mountain who has a question about his Bermuda lawn. Margaret wants to know, what can you do with acorns from an oak tree? <laughs> we had a good discussion off air about that. It depends on if you have a little brothers and sisters. What can you do with an acorn? You throw it at your <laughs> brothers and sisters. 
Hillary wants to know if you can plant red rocket crepe myrtles right now. But first, let's go to Phil in Duluth. Hey, Phil, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, Phil. Uh, let, me, let me give you a little bit of a visual to help you understand the problem. Sure. If you hold up the three fingers on your right hand so it, it looks like you're shooting somebody with a number three or a W. Got it. Those represent three pine trees connected to a common stump. Ooh. Two of those are like uh, 12 inches in diameter and 50 feet tall, and the other one is three inches in diameter and 25 feet tall. Wow. Is it okay for me to cut that one small one uh, wow. without any causing any problems to the other ones? And do I need to address the stump or do anything to keep it from uh, causing a disease? How close is your house to these pine trees? Well, it's actually my next door neighbors, and they're close. Don't make a decision based on what I say. Don't make a decision based on what some guy on the radio says, because I'm just afraid if you cut that small one down that it would weaken the attachment or do something to screw up the anchoring of the other two. And if the other two were to fall one of them onto your neighbor's house, or your house, either one. The guy on the radio said. <laughs> yeah, and you say, hey, the guy on the radio said, cut a tree down. <laughs> then I'm in trouble. So I would say, Phil, you need somebody smarter than me, smarter than me, to come look at it. A certified arborist is who you want, and they are tree huggers. They love trees, and they do health assessments like this every day, and they would be yeah. who you go to. Okay, uh, because the the uh, where it's... Uh, where it would be cut, it would not actually uh, cut into the other trees or yeah. cut. It would be a, uh, you know, the the stump would would be uh, the remainder part of that tree would still be a foot tall or something like that. But then you wonder, does does water over time, you know, set on the exposed stump that was cut and then cause disease or kind of right, open the rest right. of the stump does, up does to? It does it attract pine beetle bark, bark beetles, or not something like that? Time. Another thing is possibility that this is not one tree, that this is two trees that are growing close together. They don't have any connection with each other, and the anchoring, again, is going to be compromised, perhaps, as Ashley points out, I think, a good idea, by the stump that de- deteriorates over a couple of years' time. You need, a, you need an arborist, Phil. Okay. Here's how you find one. Go to the website of all the arborists in Georgia, all the tree companies in Georgia. It's called georgiaarborist.org. Georgiaarborist.org. There's about 20 or 30 men and women who are certified arborists, and they'll be happy to give you advice. Okay. Let me let me ask you one more little really thing about 15 seconds. Let's go. All right. Somebody had told me that, that the green stuff on the trees was pine beetle bark, and I thought that was just lichen. It is. That pine beetle bark is... White. It is white. White or pink. And the green okay. stuff is just lichens. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you very much. Have a good man. weekend. See you, Phil. 404 872 on Lawn and Garden. We'll be back after news. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at 95.5 WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. 
And we're back to Lawn and Garden on 95.5 WSB. Half an hour in the show, of course, until 9 o'clock today. Ashley Frasca, Walter Reeves with you, of course, answering your Lawn and Garden questions all morning. 404-872-0750. Got Dave Baker in here from 9 to 11.30. His show's cut short by half an hour for the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yep, tailgate show starts at 11.30. Of course, kickoff at 3.30 in Athens against Texas A&M. We were talking about that off the air because you and I are both Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first time they've met as SEC opponents because, you know, Texas A&M fairly new and so is Missouri into the SEC conference. But the last time they met, like Herschel Walker was a new guy. Herschel Walker. Yeah, right? So Larry Munson was really excited. Yes. So it's, it's been a while since we've seen the Aggies. So, yeah, all of your Bulldog coverage all day long. Here on 95.5 WSB. So 404-872-0750, we've got Margaret on the line from Atlanta. Hey, Margaret, good morning. Morning. Hey, how can we help you today? <laughs> I got this big oak tree, and my yard is covered with acorns. Y'all got a good What do you do with all these things? Throw them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just pelt them at the cars <laughs> driving by. <laughs> no, don't do all that. the cars. Throw them at your little sister. You know, um, it's it's hard to manage them. You know, there's only so much raking and so much blowing you can do. And you even the blower doesn't them. get them all. Yeah, and then you trip and fall on the sidewalk because they're just everywhere. Um, I know. I mean, I'm, they, I'm they arts. even fall on the roof of my house. Yes. I hear at night, you know, you say, what in the world? Oh, yeah, I think the squirrels sit up there sometimes and just pelt them down on your roof. <laughs> I really think so. But, I mean, I'm I'm into arts and crafts, so sometimes every year I'll pull some aside and mm-hmm. use them for something festive or something that I intend to put together oh, and then God. never really get around to it. But, uh, Walter, what do you think? Jason Byers, our producer, was saying that uh, if, you, if you roast them, you can some eat people them. Oh, can eat God. them. I, I, I never knew that, eat, though. No, I don't eat anything. <laughs> I don't either. I was starving, maybe. <laughs> No, 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 no. So I All think, right. I think Ashley's right. You either let them lay and you know, let them be there. I guess they'll decompose certainly over the next uh, several months. Oh, God. Or you rake them up and yeah. or vacuum them yeah. up. Is there yeah. a squirrel sanctuary in the city somewhere where we can <laughs> just take donations yeah. of uh, acorns? Hey, I think the squirrels are tired of them. They don't even, you know, it's so many, they can't eat they all can't these They can't keep things. up. <laughs> You're kidding me. Yeah, I wish they, we had something clever to do with them. I know, it ought to be something you could, you know, some value. Yeah. Because they be, I'd be out, because they're not falling as fast now. They were all falling. Mm-hmm. But you're out on the back. And ping, you know, something hit beside you. You think somebody's throwing at you or something. Right. Sure. It's fun, but oh my God. I got tons of them, I think. But enjoy okay. your enjoy your beautiful oak tree, nonetheless. I know the acorns come with it, just like people are annoyed with I the know. sweet gum balls when they drop, you know. I mean, the, yeah, the tree's yeah. pretty, but those are just a, a nuisance. It is. Okay. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, Margaret. You two have a great weekend. 404-872-0750. Walter, I need my glasses. Is that Hillary in Atlanta? It is Hillary in Atlanta. Hey, Hillary. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? Hi, we're great. How can we help? Well, I have. I received two crepe myrtles, Red Rockets, last February for my anniversary, and I never put them in because it got so hot, and I want they're, they're in the house, in the kitchen, waiting to do something. Do I leave, need to leave them in all winter, or can I put them in now? Why did you bring them in the house? Well, I thought they were going to freeze when we had that that hard freeze a couple weeks ago. No. I think, how long have they been in the house, uh, Hillary? A week, two weeks. Okay, so they're not terribly tender because you don't want them to be tenderized by the time in the house. When you take them outside, they would freeze if we had cold weather you know, coming in the next couple of weeks. So I... 
Yes, you should plant them outside. Okay. What I think I would do is take them out today and let them sort of acclimatize themselves to being in cooler weather, not in your house, and give them a week or two or so being in cooler weather, then plant them wherever you want to. Now's a great mulch time to do that. Mulch it very well or put lots of mulch, mulch on for them? just normal covering of pine straw or pine chips or something like that. I think they'd be fine with just normal planting procedure. Perfect. Thank All you right. so much. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Hillary. Thank you for calling. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Who's that? Stan. Stan's down in Riverdale, Georgia. Hey, Stan. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Several years ago, you had um, you were talking about planting a Japanese flowering tree, mm-hmm. and you had gotten one, and I wanted to get a, get one all of a sudden. So I was wanting to recheck with you and see what, what uh, flowering tree you had gotten. If it was it the apricot? Wait a minute. Are you saying Japanese maple, or what did you say? No, no, a flowering tree. Oh, what did I float out of plant that was flowering? I don't, I don't remember. An apricot. Because that was just Prunus mume. It may have been the uh, autumn flowering cherry, because I planted that a couple of years ago. I bet it was. Uh, there's an autumn flowering cherry called the um, Yeah, you saw Atlas. this one you, you flowered in January. Yeah, autumn Atlas. That's what it is. It was either... The autumnalis, which flowers in the autumn and in the early, early winter. Um, or it could have been the, I've got another one out in the back side. What is that one back in the back there? Hallie Jolivet? No, yeah, there's, there's one in the back side of the house that I just don't see a lot. I can't remember what the label on it says. But there are two spring, early spring flowering uh, cherry trees. One is autumnalis and the other one is uh, Hallie Jolivet. Or there's another one in there too, and I forget what it is. But nonetheless, yes, I think it's more than likely it was cherry trees, Japanese cherries. So it wasn't the apricot. No, I have. A, I don't. I know I don't have one of those, so it can't be the apricot. Okay. But Prunus mume. The, the real name is Prunus mume. It's a great tree. Boy, the flowers are gorgeous. You love the flower stand. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet. Thanks for calling, Sam. Good luck with it. Have a nice Thanksgiving. Sounds the same. We'll see you soon. So, go ahead. You had a Facebook post the other day. I meant to ask you. I think Wednesday morning you posted yeah. something on Facebook that took off. I mean, the the action on it. Ten thousand people were reached by this Whoa. Facebook post. Yeah, I guess Ward, maybe a listener or a reader to your column in the AJC wrote in and wondering if he should any do anything with the sad-looking hydrangea after the cold Ooh, snap. Yeah. A lot of plants, even you noticed, crepe myrtle, snowball, all that, holding their leaves yeah. a lot longer. But, I mean, just the leaves looked crispy at Ugly, that point. Yeah. So that really started to freak people out. You know, like, does that mean the plant was dead or what What should they do? But there's still green, obviously, in yeah. the stems and all that kind of thing. So what was your advice to Ward? I said just leave them on or pull them off by hand, but don't prune your hydrangea. There's no need to prune a hydrangea, even though it's ugly right now, even though the leaves are brown and hanging down and looking you know, sort of raggedy. There's no real need to prune because the stems, like you say, are still green. And you could find that easily. That's why scratch it with your thumbnail and you see the stem is green all the way to the top. And so Ward, even though it looks ugly, he just leaves them alone or pulls the leaves off. The cold snap was just so sudden. You know, people went yeah. out and just panicked like oh goodness it killed everything that fast and of course it didn't but yeah yeah that was a great observation another phone call coming in bernie bernie's in locust grove and joins us hey bernie good, good morning. morning hey 
Good morning. I had some wild asparagus that came up in a fence row, and I let it grow as uh, two plants. They've gotten pretty big. They're about six feet tall, mm -hmm. and uh, I want to know how I should cultivate them, and can I transplant them? Yes and yes. <laughs> that was huh. one of my jobs, Bernie. I didn't live far from you in uh, Fayette County, and so my mother would send us out every, well, I guess every time she noticed one, a little asparagus plant underneath the fence row with the birds who planted it. And she'd say, go get that asparagus plant up behind the chicken house and move it over here to my patch. But she had a patch of asparagus in front of the house. And so we would go up with a shovel and dig up the roots of the asparagus and carefully move it to her asparagus patch. She would have asparagus during the spring. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you cut it down to the ground level and uh, then transplant it? And this, uh, how does it sprout up the next year? When, yeah. do you, when do you cut off the asparagus plants that you eat? Now, the leaves and everything on it is sort of the yellow fern, sort of brownish yellow fern above ground. It's, is the fern still green, but it's, it's just starting to turn a little bit yellow. Yeah, it's going to go ahead and turn brown when the cold weather comes. So you cut it down to the ground, yeah. What, the, what comes up from the ground, the asparagus spear, are little, well, you know what an asparagus spear looks like, and they come up from the ground from the roots. And so once you've transplanted these real thick roots, you'll find underneath the fern, once you move it to the new place, the next spring you'll have one or two, the spring after that you'll have four or five, the spring after that you'll have ten or twenty. And so you harvest those asparagus that you like to eat, and you leave about eh, four or five, six of them maybe on the plant, and they re rejuvenate the root system, and then you have new spears next year. Very good. Looking forward to it. Thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, and don't forget too, Bernie, that... These are going to be little spears, little pencil-sized spears. And if you really, really, really like asparagus, the commercial varieties are lots better. They're bigger. I mean, if, if these little ones that you're transplanting are as big as a pencil, the commercial ones are big as your thumb. They're huge. They're yeah. Sort of Jersey Giant, Jersey Male, Purple, Purple something. I can't remember the name now. Purple Fantastic. But all those are much, much better at yield and, and size as well. Okay. Well, what's the right time of year to order that? You order that now? Today, this afternoon. It's rainy outside. Okay. <laughs> Go look at the catalog, look online. You'll find all sorts of people that will send you some asparagus. All right. Thank you very much. Nothing to it, Bernie. Thanks for calling. All right. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. You know, that was one of those things, actually, that my mother was good about. She would notice things that were growing and say, move those over to my patch of asparagus. And another thing that we would do during this I think during the early spring, and she would have noticed during the fall where the sassafras grew, and she would have us go dig up sassafras and make sassafras tea oh. in January or February. Wow. So she knew where all those little things were out in the woods. She was a Girl Scout, so she you know, was very comfortable being out in the woods. And she knew that the asparagus, even though, again, the spears were going to be very small, she thought to herself, I could make, make a little patch over there, and she liked asparagus, so she did. She made us move around. Is there any other crop, so to speak, like that, where it, it's beneficial to leave some behind so that it strengthens Ooh. the root system like you just told him? That is a great question. Like, I mean, what, is the plant taking nutrition back from yeah. what you've left? Yeah, yeah. So is there any other? Well, I guess, in a sense, all perennial crops are doing well, that. You yeah, know, apples and pears and things like that. You, you leave the tree up and actually harvest the fruit, and that replenishes the roots or the stems and limbs. Yeah. That's a great question. Hmm. We'll hmm. ponder it. Yeah. The Y bird. That's why I'm here. The Y bird. That's why you're here. You make me think. Ashley, <laughs> you make me think. It's 647. I think it's time to take a break. We'll be back after this.
Scott Slade here on your WSB Weekend. Enjoy Walter Reeves Lawn and Garden and Dave Baker's Home Fix-It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News Team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News. Here's Walter. We're back on the Lawn and Garden Show. Ashley Frasca co-hosting the show today with Walter Reeves and updating you on the weather. We know you're all wondering when the rain is going to slacken up. You're waking up to a lot of rain, but it'll diminish by evening, maybe drop to a 30% chance. High of around 65, low 42. Mostly to partly sunny tomorrow, or partly to mostly sunny. I don't know if I said that in the right order, but... Nevertheless, much better weather. High of 56, low of 37. The complete weather update comes. The sponsored by Finley Roofing here in less than 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. And another reminder, 95.5 WSB giving you the chance to win the vacation of a lifetime. It's very easy. A seven-night luxury beach getaway in St. Kitts in the Caribbean. Learn more about the contest. Register at WSBradio.com, totally free, or on the WSB Radio app. So let's go to the beach. That'd be fun. Yeah, right. On the daylight today. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Indeed. yeah. Who we got on the line out here? Betty, 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 Betty is in Doraville, joins us on the lawn and garden. Hey, Betty. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, last week you mentioned that your Cubus had black leaves. Yeah. But you never did say what to do about that. I said, cross your fingers real tight, is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Well, do you just cut the black leaves out? Because I've got a whole row of Cubas mm-hmm. to give me privacy from my neighbor, and I don't want to lose them all. <laughs> I'm hopeful that it's not a root rot problem because root rot has pretty much that symptom of leaves turning real black and the whole plant dying. I'm hopeful that mine is just drought. I hope yours is just drought. They'll recover when the soil gets more saturated with the rain this winter. So for right now, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm not doing anything. If you want to cut the leaves, the black off, it wouldn't hurt anything to do that, Betty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I just thought maybe there was spray that could control it, but you don't know of one. Not, 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 not at this time of year. Nothing is going to do anything. If you want to neaten it up with scissors, okay, go ahead. But that's a big job. A lot of uh-huh. work there. Okay. Thank you much. Thank you, Betty. Thanks for calling. You did have a follower on your Facebook page who was responding to that same discussion last really? Saturday, ND, and said the same thing happened to them last year. They pruned out the bad spots, came back healthy and green this year. Yay! So that's that's good for people who may be thinking they're hesitant to prune that the blackout now. I think we have a little deja vu going on, Ashley, because our friend J.D. in College Park. Another question about your elephant ear, J.D.? What's going on? Yeah, thank you so much, Walter, for taking my call, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. But we talked about this last week. What? Uh, we just, did, uh, but now, what, let me tell you what happened now. I have taken that uh, elephant ear plant out of the pot. Mm-hmm. It's a big, huge pot, about a 20-gallon pot. And the uh, roots look like little small ropes. They are large, they are large huge. Do I cut them back all the way to the core? Uh, I want to put it to sleep now. That's what I want to do for the winter. I want to put it to sleep. What are you talking about, cutting back the elephant ear or the roots? No, oh, oh, I've already cut the elephant ear off. Uh, now I want to cut the, it's the roots I'm concerned about right now, the roots. No, once you've taken the, I mean, what would that be, the tuber? Is that the right word, yeah, Walter? Well, roots come out I from think. the tuber, too, I guess. Yeah, so, but I mean, once you take that out of the dirt and it's not receiving any water, it's not receiving any sunlight because you've got it inside, I mean, I think that'll kind of force dormancy. Yeah. So you don't need to cut anything. I do not. Mm. If you If you want to, just to make it a little neater, I guess you could. 
But I think Ashley's right. It's just going to go dormant all by itself. There's no no moisture, nothing around the roots. It's just going to sleep all by itself. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you made me feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Good. Thank Thanks you, J.D. Coming, Thanks dude. for the follow-up. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We'll see you soon. Good news. Good, good news. news. Good Sometimes news the, the less you do, the, the better results you get, right? Yeah, right. That's part of, the, <laughs> part of the focus of this show is to tell people you don't have to do anything mm. sometimes. Sometimes you just leave Like pruning wrong. crepe myrtles every year, and we just like, eh, you don't have to. No, if you want to, you can, but you don't have to. If you don't want to prune your acuba, just go ahead don't. and leave the black leaf. <laughs> we don't care about that either. It's 6.57 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news.